We all have fear at some point in time in our lives, just like Charlie Brown has the fear of everything. Pantophobia, I love that from the you know, world-renowned psychologist and therapist, Lucy. And uh, so that's great. Hope you're doing well this morning. For those of you I don't know and uh, who may have come in late, my name's Todd. I'm the lead pastor and uh, just so glad that you're here with us and you're joining us in the third installment of a series that we're calling Help Desk. And we're going to God's Word, particularly in the uh, book of Proverbs, to find out what God's Word has to say uh, about uh, different questions that we have. And so that's why we've termed uh, this series Help Desk is in life, um, we often need help. And it's interesting because Proverbs is written specifically to give us life skill, skill in living. And we've had a particular emphasis, a particular focus in this series about decision-making because I don't know about you, but when I need skill for, for living really is in the moment that I have to make a decision. And so often we don't look to God's word and the moment of making decisions. And when that happens, we make poor decisions because we haven't consulted God and his word. And so we're looking at Proverbs. How many of you have been joining us? Let's just be honest, it is church. How many of you have been joining us in reading uh, through the book of Proverbs this month? I'm going to ask you to raise your hand. Way to go. There's quite a few of you guys who have joined us. If you haven't, jump in. I mean, it's just halfway through the month, a little bit over halfway. Um, you can go to the guest service desk and grab one of those little cards, and uh, it's a little bookmark that you can have each day of the month and follow along as we are reading Proverbs together. Also want to invite you to take those notes out this morning that you uh, received when you came in, and um, if you're more inclined, you can go online and visit our uh, website, and you can receive the notes there. And if you have your Bibles, turn to Proverbs. We're going to be today in Proverbs chapter 27. We're going to be in Proverbs chapter 27 today, and we're going to be looking again at one verse that I believe will help answer one of the biggest questions that we have in life, and that is, how do I overcome my fear? How do I overcome my fear? Now, we've taken a look at several different questions in this Help Desk series. We've asked the question, how can I have wisdom and knowledge? And in that, we talked about having a fear of God. Today, we're going to be talking about a different type of fear. Uh, when we talk about the fear of God, what we're talking about is having respect for him. And we said that respect for God means having a relationship with him and pursuing that relationship with him. Uh, last week, we talked about how we can become wealthy. And we talked about different steps that we can take to make sure that we focus on God and what he wants, specifically with our finances, not necessarily what we want. And we kind of drew the conclusion that if we do what Proverbs says, if we do what God's word says with our money, wealth will be of no consequence. God will give us exactly what we need and then some. And so today we kind of shift gears and we talk about the fact that um, we all have fears in life as we just saw, as you just heard uh, from Charlie Brown, uh, we all have different points that we have fear. How do we overcome those fears? What does God's word say about how we can take steps to overcome the fears that we have in life. And whether you are here today and you've been a Christ follower for a long time, or whether you just walked in today because somebody drug you here to church, and uh, you really are very skeptical about this whole God thing and the Jesus thing, um, today's message is for all of us um, because these lessons can apply to our lives. 
And Proverbs is an extraordinarily applicable book of the Bible, Skills for Living. So let's dive in today. Let's take a look at what God's Word says about overcoming fears. But before I do so, would you join me in a word of prayer? Let's dedicate these next few minutes to God. Would you join me this morning? God, I pray that you would lead us, that your Holy Spirit would lead us into wisdom and knowledge this morning. God, I pray that you would guide us, our minds and our hearts. And God, as we tackle a subject that we could probably spend eight to ten weeks on, God, I pray in these next 20 to 30 minutes that you would speak to us. And God, that you would pierce our hearts and that we would be realistic about the fears that we have in life. But God, I pray that you would also give us the ability through you to be able to handle the fear that we have in life. Whatever that fear may be, God, I pray that you would help lead us in a way that we would no longer be full of fear. Guide us this morning, keep our minds focused on you and your word, and may my words not be mine. May I not have an agenda. God, may I lean into your leading this morning. I dedicate these next few moments to you. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. When I say the word fear, when we talk about fear, there's probably a lot of different things that come to mind. There's probably a lot of different maybe definitions that you would give um, to that word fear. I mean, fear is just a broad kind of, kind of category. Uh, so I, I want to talk about three kind of different categories that I've kind of come up with to talk about fear. I think the, the first word that, that I want to just put out there is this idea of being scared. Um, I have a six-year-old little boy, and he's the master of sneaking up um, on me, particularly when I'm doing something important. And uh, a few weeks ago, it was a Thursday night, Cynthia was here at rehearsal, Sydney was back in her room playing. I thought that Sean was back in his room playing, and I was on, I was on my computer working, probably on a message, and um, had my computer open, and I was in the zone. You guys know what I'm talking about? You ever, ever in the zone? Like, nothing really, you know... <laughs> Everything else around me really didn't matter at that moment. I was in my computer right there. What I didn't know, I was at the counter, the kitchen counter, so I was kind of up high on a bar stool. Sean had snuck up on the other side of the counter and waited there for a few minutes, and he all of a sudden just popped his head out and said, boo, like that. And in one fell swoop, I jumped out of my chair, it fell down on the floor, and I had my arms up. I was ready to go. Six-year-old kids scared me to death. I don't think that's the kind of fear that we're talking about. I don't think that's the kind of fear that Solomon, even though it was really real to me at the moment, I don't think that that's the kind of fear that Solomon was talking about. I don't think we're talking about scared. I don't think that's the kind of fear that Solomon was talking about. Another word that I want to use is afraid. Sometimes we're afraid. Uh, I, I, like being, I like being on time. Um, that's, a, that's a high value of mine. Uh, and my family shares that value, but the reality is, is that it doesn't always happen that way. Now, sometimes I'm part of the problem too, but I'll often say if we get in the car and we're late, I'll say, I'm afraid we're going to be late. I'm not really scared. I'm not really fearful that we're going to be late. I don't want to miss anything. Afraid. We all have things that we're afraid of. I, I don't think that's what Solomon is talking about. And I don't think that's the lesson that God wants us to learn 
I think the type of fear that we need to focus on today and the type of fear that I want you to think about, and I'm going to give you a moment to think about what your fears are. Don't worry, you won't have to tell anyone about this. This is just you and God. But I think the type of fear that we need to be focused on today as we dive into God's Word is a fear that leads us to being fearful in life. Think about that word for a moment. Fearful. Full of fear. And unfortunately, I think the church and Christianity doesn't talk about fear enough. I mean, really, in all seriousness, we could have a whole series on this word fear. Because fear is debilitating. It's absolutely debilitating when we live our lives full of fear. And I think that if we look to God's word, the type of fear that God wants us to avoid and stay away from and overcome as the question kind of pose, is posed there is the kind of fear that if we don't deal with it in our lives, it can overtake and consume our lives and maybe even the lives of those people who are closest to us. It's a type of fear that's driven out of a decision that maybe was made years and years and years ago that seems to haunt you all the time. It's the type of fear that's born out of a tragic event or series of events that may have happened when you were a child that causes you to be suspect of everything going on around you. Fearful, I think, is what we're talking about today. I don't know what your fear is. I don't know what that thing in your life is that kind of overtakes you. You kind of go to it as a default, and in some ways, if you don't have it, you kind of feel like something's not right in your life. That's how debilitating, that's how so much fear can overtake us that we would wonder what we would do without it. That's the kind of fear that I'm talking about. To kind of give definition, I want to use... Merriam-Webster's, the Webster's Dictionary definition of fear to give us kind of a modern day understanding of what we're talking about. Fear is an unpleasant emotion caused by being aware of danger. It's an unpleasant emotion. That's what I want to focus on this morning. That fear, the kind of fear that I just described that kind of overtakes you, that overwhelms you, that causes you to stay up in the middle of the night, that causes you when you're at work, to think about what's going on at home. And when you're at home, it's the kind of fear that causes you to think about what's happening at work. Do you know what I mean by that? Have any of you ever experienced that? I have. It's the kind of fear, students, that you have that causes you not to be able to engage in school. Fear can overtake us. And it's a, an emotion that we shouldn't ignore, but we should find out what God's Word says about it and we should deal with it appropriately. Fear is an emotion that's linked to danger. It's an emotion that's linked to something in the future, or maybe in the past, or maybe you think it might be in the present, that's very real to you, regardless of how real it really is. And so here's what I want to do for a moment before we dive into what I think are some of the solutions uh, for at least getting close to overcoming our fears or asking for God's help, asking on behalf of ourselves for his help in this area of life. I just want to pause for a moment. I'm going to ask you to close your eyes for a moment. I'm not going to ask for any kind of response from you. 
I just want you to close your eyes just for a moment. And I want you to think for a moment about the thing today at this moment that gives you the greatest amount of fear. And I'm just going to give you a few seconds to think about it. Is it relationship focused? Is it financially driven? Does it have to do with some kind of pain that you've experienced in your past? Maybe it's fear about the future or raising children. Think about that just for a moment. Okay, you can look up. I wanted you to get the picture of what it is that you're bothered by. The thing that causes you stress, the thing that causes you worry, the thing that causes you fear. Because I think as we take a look today at Proverbs 27, there's a link between the things that we're afraid of and danger. And we're going to be talking about danger and evil a lot because that's the word that Solomon uses. Let's go ahead and dive in. Let's take a look at this verse. We're going to be looking at just one proverb this morning. We're going to be taking a look at a couple other verses towards the end to make some application. But today we're in Proverbs 27, verse 12. I'm going to read it this morning. You can follow along as I read it out loud. The prudent, Solomon says, sees danger and hides himself. But the simple go on and suffer for it. The prudent sees danger and hides himself, but the simple go on and suffer for it. And as you read that verse, you go, oh, it's a nice little, you know, it's a nice little statement, nice little thing to remember, but what does it mean? We're going to take a look at what it means, but I think the first thing that we need to realize, I want you to hear this this morning, it's in your notes if you're following along online or whatever, or if you, you have your notes uh, there in your hand. Uh, the first thing that we've got to do, the first thing I think that Solomon is trying to wake us up to is the fact that we absolutely need to recognize danger in our lives. We've got to recognize danger in our lives. Take a look at point A under number one. Danger is defined, as Solomon uses an old word, a Hebrew word, it's defined as the possibility of harm or the potential of evil. The possibility of harm or the potential of evil. That's what danger is. Danger is the potential of harm. And I believe if we really get down to the root of our fears, what we have to fear about is something that involves danger or evil. And so fear is dealt with, first of all, when we recognize danger in our lives, the possibility of harm or the potential of evil. In the New Testament, if you fast forward from Proverbs all the way to the New Testament, in Ephesians 6, I'm going to be referencing Ephesians 6, Paul, one of the church, early church fathers, um, wrote a book to a church in Ephesus, and he ends it with giving them a whole chapter, chapter 6, of putting on the full armor of God, being prepared for the battle against evil. And that is great, and it is a worthy passage to read. If you want to go home and read it, I highly encourage you to do that. I'm going to be referencing it today. But today's message, I want you to hear this, today's message is not a message about spiritual warfare. It's not a message for us to go out and to confront danger in our lives. 
What I'm telling you this morning is that what I believe Solomon is trying to say here is, is that we need to be aware of danger in our lives first and foremost. Because let's face it, some of the bad decisions that we've made in our lives that links back to the fear that overwhelms us is because we weren't first and foremost aware of what's around us, aware of the danger around us. Take a look at point number B. It's not the type of danger that demands bravery. When Paul was writing to the church in Ephesus, and it's applicable to us today, but when he was writing that, he was telling us to be prepared. If evil does engage us, here's how we can be prepared. That's not what we're looking at today. The type of fear that we're talking about today or danger that we're talking about today is not the type of danger that demands bravery. And be careful as we make application to think, man, Todd's application, Solomon's application seems so weak. Let me tell you something, in terms of spiritual warfare, you don't want to pick a fight with the spiritual forces that are around you. You don't want to do that. You want to be prepared for it. But I think sometimes we're not even aware of the danger around us. We have to take a step back in terms of our fears and take a look at that. Let's read the verse again. The prudent see danger and hides himself, but the simple go on and suffer for it. Point number two this morning. We need to understand the difference between being a prudent person and a simple person. We need to understand the difference between being a prudent person and a simple person. One of my favorite commentators is Matthew Henry. Matthew Henry summarized this verse by this statement. I want you to hear this statement. He says this, The prudent man, foreseeing the evil, forecasts accordingly, and he hides himself. He hides himself. We'll talk about hiding in a moment. But the simple is either so dull that he does not foresee it, talking about danger or evil, or so willful and slothful that he will take no care to avoid it. And so he passes on securely and is punished. You see, what we're talking about today is a type of fear that's linked to decisions that we've made in our past or decisions that we're making even right now or decisions that we might make tomorrow about the course of our lives. It's clear that Solomon makes a differentiation between the prudent and simple person. If you've read Proverbs along with us in in this past month, you've probably never in the Bible realized how many times Solomon uses the word stupid, doesn't he? I mean, he talks about the stupidity of mankind all the time. I'm not giving you license to call your husbands or your wives stupid, okay? I'm not saying that, okay? Kids, children, students, I'm not saying that you can call your parents stupid. That's not what I'm saying. But Solomon makes us very aware that we have a choice. I want you to hear that this morning. We have a choice to make in life. We can choose to be prudent Or we can choose to be simple. Let's talk about those two things. Point number A, being prudent is defined as someone acting with or showing care and thought for the future. Someone acting with or showing care and thought for the future. See, Solomon is actually in this chapter, in chapter 27, he's actually talking about money. He's talking about being wise with money. The verse can be applied, I believe, to fear and danger in a much more broad context 
but he's telling his son, because remember Solomon, King Solomon, is writing to his son in the book of Proverbs, and he's telling him in terms of finances, don't be simple, be prudent. See, chances are the reason that we are so filled with fear is that we do nothing to forecast the fear that might come our way. We just go through life blind to it, and all of a sudden fear is upon us because we're blind to it. If you and I were to live our lives from this point forward, making a very conscious effort to plan for danger, to plan for danger, I think we would live our lives and we'd look back on our lives and realize what great decisions we made in life because we are aware of danger. That's the prudent person, someone who plans for the future. Look at what simple means, point number B. Being simple is defined as a person lacking intelligence, I love that, or common sense. Somebody says you're simple, that's what they're saying. You lack intelligence or common sense, so just call them stupid. No, I'm just kidding. I don't advocate that, okay. Solomon here is just getting right to the point. He's saying you can either be prudent on one hand or you can be simple and not think through decisions on the other hand. A person lacking intelligence or common sense. Listen, we all have made poor decisions. How, how many of you have made poor decisions? I ask this financially. How many of you made poor decisions in life, okay? Once again, we're in good company here. Don't feel left out. We've all made poor decisions. And when we do, we probably reflect on that time and realize we may have been in a simple period of time in our lives. God is calling us to something better. He's calling us to a prudent attitude about danger and the future. Don't buy the lie that because you feel like you've been simple up to this point in life, that the rest of your life is going to be making simple decisions. Don't buy that lie. We all have a choice to make. I have a choice to make every day to be prudent or to be simple in my decision making. And the choices that I make today, the choices that you make today, students, please hear me, the choices that you make at your age will determine in some respect the kind of fear that you deal with as you get older and into your future. We can choose to be prudent or we can choose to be simple. Point number three, when we recognize danger, we must choose to ignore it or hide from it. We can choose to ignore it or hide from it. Now I realize, I, I want to I make a caveat here for a moment. I realize that some of you, the fear that you're dealing with, I realize this. The fear that you're dealing with has nothing to do with any decision that you made. It was an event that took place in your life. It was someone walking out on you. It was something that happened to you as a child. And I'm sorry that you have fear because of that. The kind of fear that we're talking about today and we're going to pray for all kind of fear at the end of the message here today. But the kind of fear that we're talking about is linked to our decision-making. We can recognize danger when we recognize danger. We must choose to either ignore it or hide from it. The prudent see danger and hides himself, but the simple go on and suffer for it. Point number A, the phrase go on. We're going to start with that one first. We're going to start with the simple-minded first. The phrase go on is one word in Hebrew 
And it means to cross over or to pass over. And the spirit of the word in the context that we're looking at it today implies, implies ignorance. That we just went through life and we're all of a sudden confronted with danger in our lives and we chose, we chose to just ignore it. And then bad decision leads to bad decision, leads to bad decision. And all those decisions lead to fear and the lack of the ability to overcome it. Simply put, danger, when you, you see, it, I mean, it sees you and you ignore it. To go on when you see danger, it sees you and you ignore it. You know what happens when danger sees you and you ignore it? It's going to confront you. It's going to confront you. If it sees you and you ignore it, it's going to confront you. This past week, um, my nine-year-old in her in spelling, um, she's being homeschooled, Sydney's being homeschooled this year, and in her spelling, she had a word survey, and she said, Dad, what does survey mean? And I answer, I usually answer those questions because I usually can't come up with a quick definition. I usually answer them in a sentence, so I use it in a sentence. I said, when I'm driving, I survey what's going on in front of me so I don't have a wreck, and she understood what survey meant. When you see brake lights when you're driving in front of you, what do you do? You put on your brake, don't you? If you don't, what happens? You get in a wreck and your insurance rates go up and you get ticketed and it's a fun day. When we see danger lurking out in front of us and we ignore it, we, our lives will end up in a wreck. Relationally, spiritually, with money, and let's face it, those things all lead to fear. Debilitating type of fear. You know that that group of friends are going to be involved with something that doesn't line up with your values. And in fact, they're going to be involved with something that you know you shouldn't be involved with. But you go ahead and go to the party. And I'm not just talking about students, adults, not just students. You go to the party. And you get wrapped up in it. You saw the danger, and what did you do? You ignored it. Someone comes along in your life offering the deal of a lifetime, a financial investment that will solve all your money problems. Those always work out so well, don't they? And you know that it's dangerous, and you know that it might even be sketchy and perhaps even illegal. And you ignore those things. And you engage in it. Your life ends up in ruin. Danger saw you and you ignored it. You're aware of the results of the bad habit that you're starting to practice. And that habit will cause you physical harm in the years to come. But you ignore it for the immediate pleasure. And one day you wake up and fear has gripped your life because danger saw you and you ignored it. You see, when we ignore danger, it will eventually catch up to us. And it can cause a tremendous amount of fear. The prudent see danger and hides himself, but the simple go on and suffer for it. Point B. The word hide means to conceal or keep out of sight. The noun for this word, if you look at the meaning of the word and you look at the noun, it literally means a covering or a camouflaged shelter. 
Now, the last time that I went hunting was when I was eight years old. Look at me. I don't look like a guy who hunts and fish, and I'm okay with that. I know some of you guys are like, man, I got to take him hunting and fishing. Please don't do that. Please don't do that. Take me to play golf. I, I, you know, my poor dad has been wanting me to hunt and fish all my life, and I just never worked out for me. But I know one thing, because I watched Duck Dynasty, okay? I know one thing, and that is, is camouflage helps you when you're hunting because whatever you're hunting can't see you. That's it. I just gave you the exhaustive depth of my knowledge on hunting, okay? There it is, right there, from Duck Dynasty. That's pretty sad. If I go out to hunt in my bright Georgia Bulldogs, which what a sad day it was for me yesterday, in my bright Georgia Bulldogs sweatshirt, my red, bright red sweatshirt, whatever I'm hunting is going to see me, right? And if that thing that I'm hunting is dangerous to me, it will be up in my nachos in an instant, won't it be? You see, we have to camouflage ourselves from danger so that you see it, but it doesn't see you. So that you're aware of it, so that you can watch it, but it doesn't see you. If it doesn't see you, it can't get to you. And so Solomon is telling his son, and I believe all of us in this room, that we need to be aware of danger, that we need to hide from danger. Not from a point of fear hiding, but from a point of being aware and watching it and camouflaged so that it doesn't come up on us. Well, that's simple to say, but you and I can't do that on our own, can we? We can't camouflage ourselves. We have to have help with this. And that's where the Spirit of God comes in. Take a look at point number four. When we hide in God, we will find safety and freedom from our fears. When we hide ourselves, when we camouflage ourselves by looking to the Spirit of God, we will have safety and freedom from our fears. Listen, I want you to hear this this morning. If you think that you can overcome your fears by yourself, you're kidding yourself. If you think that you can get through the danger that's out in front of you that you know is right around the corner that's going to create a mess in your marriage, that's going to create a disaster with your children because they're watching you. And if you ignore it or if you try to hide from it in your own power, you will fail. Listen, we need the spirit of the living God. And this, this is the point of this message that applies to those of us who are Christ followers. We need the spirit of the living God. We need his help. We need to tap into his safety and camouflage when we see danger. And when we do that, when we tap into the faith that we have in our God, when we do that, over time, our fears will begin to dwindle. In closing this morning, I want to take a look at some of the words from Solomon's father, King David. 
because there were tremendous fears that David had because of decisions that he had made. He seemed to always be running, running, running. He had a lot to say about fear. Take a look at some of these verses. Psalm 91, 1 and 2. He who dwells in the shelter of the Most High will abide in the shadow of the Almighty. In verse 2, it says, I will say to the Lord, my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. What a powerful message of finding shelter in God. That's the kind of mindset, that's the kind of prayer, that's the kind of attitude that you and I need to have to overcome our fears. Is finding our shelter in the hands of the Almighty God. Take a look at another one. Psalm 46, verse 1. He says, God is our refuge and our strength. God is our refuge and our strength, a very present help in trouble. And then finally, Psalm 56, verse 3. When I am afraid, I put my trust in you. When I am afraid, I put my trust in you. Listen, some of you are so gripped by fear And maybe it was because of a decision you made. Maybe it was because of something that was forced upon you. Some of you are so gripped by fear. My my challenge, my encouragement to you is to take these verses and memorize them. Take these verses and put them on a three-by-five card and put them in your car. Put them on your your, uh, mirror in your bathroom or your refrigerator to be reminded that we don't have to find shelter on our own. We can find it in the power of God. In our lives. Stanley Jones was a missionary and ended up becoming a theologian as time went on. And he said this about fear. And here's how I want to close this morning. I want you to think about this. He said, I am inwardly fashioned for faith, not fear. I am inwardly fashioned for faith, not fear. Fear is not my native land. Faith is. I am so made that worry and anxiety are sand in the machinery of life. Faith is the oil. I live better by faith and, and um, confidence than by fear, doubt, and anxiety. In anxiety and worry, my being is grasping for breath. These are not my native air. He says a John Hopkins University doctor said, we don't know why it is that worriers die sooner than non-worriers, but that is a fact. But I, Stanley Jones says, who am simple of mind, think I know. We are inwardly constructed in nerve and tissue, brain cell and soul for faith and not fear. God made us that way. To live by worry is to live against reality. I know that some of you are completely gripped by fear. I know that you go to sleep at night and you think about the things that you are fearful of. And I know you go to work and you can't concentrate at work because you're overwhelmed by those things that you're fearful of. I know that you have trouble raising your kids because you're gripped with fear. I want you to hear this this morning. All of your fears, 
it's not that they're not legitimate. They're, they may very well be incredibly legitimate. But all of us, myself included, need to recognize that there's danger out there that leads to fear. And we need to choose to be prudent by hiding from fear. Not ignoring it, by hiding from it. And we need to find our shelter in the hands of the Almighty God.